What is up, everyone? Welcome into the podcast. As always, I am your host, Gabe Kelly. Thank you for listening to another one of my movie review episodes. I don't record reviews for every single movie that I see in theaters today. In fact, I kind of want to shift out of that and really start focusing more on storytelling and more in-depth analyze uh, in-depth analysis episodes that that's kind of what the podcast was originally meant to be so if you go back to the start uh, the the first several episodes are analysis episodes I, I did one on arrival I did one on the road I did one on uh, the witch and th- those aren't just like you know these super in-depth breakdowns but part of it is just storytelling part of it is me just talking about the story of the movie because I think that these films tell really compelling stories that people have never heard before. And so I like going in depth with those, but then also going in depth with my interpretation of some of those movies. And and so that is kind of where I want to start shifting this podcast back toward. I, I want that to be what the show ultimately revolves around uh, and, and not do so many movie review episodes, but that's kind of what it's become. And so um, that's, uh, like I said, that's something I want to get away from. But I needed to talk about my thoughts on the latest DC film, Justice League. Justice League is written and directed by Zack Snyder, who ended up having to step away from the film, actually. It was an incredibly tragic situation. His daughter committed suicide, and so uh, with about six months left before the film came out, he stepped away, and Warner Brothers brought in Joss Whedon, who, of course, directed the very first Avengers film. He came in and finished up some of the post-production and some of the reshoots and uh, to the film's credit you you can't really tell but both have a pretty different directing uh, pretty different directing styles Uh, I mean just look at their work right Zack Snyder has made these dark films like uh, Watchmen and Batman v Superman and Joss Whedon has has made films like The Avengers so so they're pretty different in their directing style uh, but there aren't really any scenes in this movie that stick out as oh, I'm sure that that was a scene that Snyder directed. Oh, I'm sure that's a scene that Joss Whedon directed. The the film does a good job of flowing pretty well. And that was something that I was worried about going into the movie. A lot of people were really worried about going into the movie when you have two directors who are kind of on different ends of the superhero spectrum. You know, you've got Joss Whedon who kind of makes more lighthearted, light tone. Uh, superhero films and Zack Snyder who likes the darker more gritty approach uh, who, who takes a darker more gritty approach to his superhero films uh, but overall the the film the, the film did not suffer from that at all and this movie has a much lighter tone than previous DC films Batman v Superman was uh, a, a pretty dark film and even Suicide Squad to an extent was significantly darker than the Justice League. Uh, this one this one feels way more like a Marvel movie. I heard one guy say, Justice League is the best Marvel movie that DC has made. And I think that that kind of perfectly captures the essence of this movie. It's not necessarily a knock to the film. Uh, it's just saying that it's very different from everything else that DC has put out. I think that they really listened to a lot of the criticisms and a lot of the fans who said that they wanted more humor, more, more jokes in some of these films. And uh, you, you can tell that they really made a, a more conscious effort to uh, to include those. But this movie uh, is about Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, trying to assemble a team to stop a coming danger, which ends up being Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is trying to hunt down these cubes uh, across the galaxy 
um, and the the cubes possess the power to conquer worlds. And it's kind of like if you play the Legend of Zelda games, how Ganondorf is trying to hunt down the the Triforces so that he can uh, get this incredible power and and destroy worlds and and destroy nations and conquer and all that stuff. It's kind of a similar concept. He's trying to hunt down these cubes so that he can just be this world-dominating presence. And uh, obviously Batman doesn't want that to happen, and so he goes after individuals with certain powers and tries to recruit them to team up and save the world. All in all, guys, I really like Justice League. For those of you who follow the podcast on Twitter, you already know that I really liked it. It's far from perfect, and we'll talk about its flaws in uh, just a minute, but let's talk first about what really worked in this movie. First off, the characters are likable, and that is a major improvement from Batman v Superman. Uh, Batman v Superman, which I actually, I, I was super neutral on the first time I saw it, and the more that I see the film, the more I actually like it. The more that I watch it and kind of think about some of the things that seem like plot holes or that seem like these, just the, just these huge flaws in the story, the more that a lot of those things kind of make sense to me. And I, I can talk about that in depth at some point. But this movie does a really good job of actually giving us characters that are likable, that aren't just these dark, unhappy people. Superman, the, the beacon of hope for the world, uh, is extremely unlikable in Batman v Superman. Batman isn't really likable unless you're already a huge Batman fan like me. He's not very likable in Batman v Superman. And this film really improved on that. And it did so by taking a lighter, more quippy approach to these characters. The previous DC films really struggled with presenting characters that were easy to like, that were easy to resonate with, that were easy to root for, and this film really, really improved on that. I found myself really liking everyone. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is phenomenal, again, just like she was in her standalone film earlier this year. Wonder Woman is a great flick. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to get out and watch it. Ezra Miller as The Flash was spunky and mostly funny. Some of his jokes didn't land at all. In my opinion, there were times where you could tell that you know, there's kind of like a, a pause um, after a joke that he's told or after something that he said. There's kind of a pause in the dialogue because the filmmakers are are giving you time to laugh and still hear what happens next. And in our th- our theater was a tough crowd, man. Not a whole lot of people laughed in in my theater. But overall, I thought that Ezra Miller, uh, Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller did a really good job in, in providing comic relief. I, I, I liked him quite a bit. Ray Fisher as Cyborg brought a lot of depth and emotion to his character that I didn't that I didn't expect at all to be present in the film. Uh, when you play a character like Cyborg, someone who hasn't really had a lot of screen time in 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 movies throughout the, throughout the decades. And you're coming in as an actor who a lot of people don't really know. I think that it's smart to take this kind of more laid back approach to your character, not try to come off as like trying to steal the show in this movie. And that's the approach that he took. And I think that it really worked in the film. Ben Affleck is great again. This film just continues to solidify in my mind that he is the best Batman we've ever seen on screen. Uh, I tweeted this out as well uh, about a week ago that what makes... Ben Affleck so good as Batman is that he understands that Bruce Wayne is really the mask for Batman, not the opposite. Bruce Wayne died in that alley with his parents in Gotham when they were shot coming out of the theater. 
And from that moment on, even though he wasn't Batman yet, he was he started to become that. He he gave his entire life, he dedicated his entire life to mastering skills and uh, skills that would lead him to become this superhero later in life. And so Ben Affleck is the first one to really portray that accurately on screen, that it's not about being Bruce Wayne. It's about being Batman all the time. It's about wanting to stop criminals all the time. So I think that's really what makes him as good of a Batman as he is. The entire league is really great, guys. And, and it was so cool to finally see them all team up. That's really when the film is at its strongest, in my opinion, is when we see all of these characters playing off of each other. They're funny together. They work through struggles together. They just all click really well. There's actually a lot of chemistry between these characters. And that was something that was so good to finally see. I, I've been dreaming of this film ever since I was a little boy. I, I loved the cartoon Justice League as a kid. And so for for years, you know, we've we've talked about getting a Justice League film for decades. It's been in the works and there have been projects that have that have been canceled and there have been different ideas from studios that have been pitched and they've been thrown in the trash because they weren't good enough. And finally, we get to see all these characters come together. And that, that's kind of a perfect segue into another thing that I really liked uh, in this movie, which is seeing the League fight everyone. Uh, obviously, they all bring their own unique, distinct fighting styles to some of these battles and it was it was really awesome getting to see it play out the action does feel very different from other superhero films and i think that for some people it may not work but personally i found it to be quite enjoyable and i was super engaged every single time there was an action scene taking place another thing the film absolutely hit out of the park and this isn't really a spoiler because it's heavily hinted at in the trailers and Everyone knew it was going to happen, but if you want to go into this movie knowing absolutely nothing, then go ahead and skip ahead a few minutes. But one thing the film really nailed was Superman. Yes, he is back in this movie, and as soon as he comes back, I love the way one guy said it, there is this noticeable, tangible energy that just hits you and overwhelms you as an audience member. And, and this is probably the best incarnation of Superman on the big screen that maybe we've ever seen. Henry Cavill, you can tell, just had a great time with this character. He is so dang likable and personable in this film. And just from, from the moment he enters to the second that he's gone, he just drips with this charisma. Well, I shouldn't say from the moment that he's on screen, because there is something that, that takes place that I, I won't tell you about. But uh, towards the towards the end of the film, he, he is just so freaking likable, and he was absolutely one of the best parts of this movie. In general, the film did a really great job with all of its characters. And again, that is so encouraging seeing from this universe that, that has struggled with its previous films, with giving us characters, this wide variety of characters that we like, that we resonate with, that we identify with, that we care about them. The movie did a really, really good job. And of course, it doesn't have the same, it, it didn't have the same setup that the Marvel movies did, where you're, you're giving all these characters their own standalone film, and then you bring them together. Uh, in a in an Avengers movie. This one took a very different approach. We only got a standalone film really for Man of Steel and Wonder Woman, or for Superman and Wonder Woman. Batman didn't even really have his own standalone film, even though Batman v Superman, I guess, is kind of, kind of, sort of a standalone movie for him. But we didn't get one for Aquaman, we didn't get one for Cyborg, and we didn't get one for The Flash. And so 
the movie was going to have, the movie was already kind of put into a tough position with giving you characters that you really liked and that you really cared about. And I think that you definitely would have loved these characters way more had it had it had the benefit of previous standalone films where you had already been introduced to the character, you knew about his life, his struggles, what was going on around them. But despite not having that, I think that the movie overall did a really good job of introducing these characters, of setting them up, of making us like them, and it just really worked for me. Where I think the movie takes a really big hit is in Steppenwolf as the villain. Steppenwolf is evil and menacing in the comics and in the Justice League cartoon. He's awesome. He's this really cool bad guy. But in this film, there's no real depth to him. You, you get a little bit of backstory in, in, in this crazy long ex- exposition scene, but you really all you really learn about him is that he likes conquering other worlds. And that's pretty much it. You, you learn, okay, he's a bad guy. He's evil, he likes to destroy other things, and he likes to conquer and rule other worlds. Okay, that's it? Like, that's all we got on this guy? On top of that, the CGI for Steppenwolf was so noticeably bad. My my wife doesn't even pay very close attention to that kind of thing, but even she said, as soon as we walked out of the movie, he looked like a cartoon. Like, he looked, this was a live-action film, and it looked like they just took a cartoon character, and, like, it, like it's freaking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's like they took a cartoon character and inserted him into this movie, and it just did not work really at all. I do think that he's not a terrible villain. He's not, like, the worst villain we've ever seen. I would say he's not even, he wouldn't even be the worst villain in some of the MCU movies, because the MCU has had some really bad villains, like Malekith from Thor 2, but in this film, I just, there's no excuse for how bad he looked. If you're going to have a bad villain, at least make him look believable, and in the 21st century, with some of the, some of the abilities that we have, it's just absurd that Steppenwolf ended up looking the way that he did. So that's the first negative. The second negative that I have with this film is that the first 30 minutes or so are actually really freaking slow. This is something that I hated about the Avengers, and I'm not trying to compare these two universes a whole lot, but it's kind of impossible if you really think about it because they're both trying to do the same thing. But similar to the similar to the Avengers, I hated the first 30 minutes of this movie. It just drags a lot, and and there's there's a lot going on that I just didn't find to be all that interesting. And whenever a film fails to really captivate you off the bat, I I think that that's pretty problematic, especially a film like this, a superhero film should not fail in its first half hour to really engage you and bring you into the story. Ultimately, since I'm such a big DC fanboy and since I love Justice League, that, that kept me to where, you know, I was paying attention to all the details. But for someone who's not a big superhero fan or for someone who doesn't like DC movies, I could see them coming in and for the first 30 minutes just completely mentally checking out. But once you get through those first 30 minutes, the film really picks up. At the start, I was just kind of thinking, okay, all right, let, let's let's get a move on. Let's get, let's get this thing going here. Another thing that I couldn't really get behind was Bruce Wayne's 180 turn from I hate Superman, he's a threat, he's dangerous, we have to take, even if there is a 1% chance that he is a threat, we have to take it as an absolute certainty, as he says in Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. He went from that to, we need him, he's what the people need. I, I just I just thought that we could have better fleshed out and explained that so that there's not such a noticeable gap 
in his character. But really, guys, all in all, I thought this film was a blast. I liked it. I liked way more than I disliked in this movie. And, and whenever there's more positive, whenever you have more positive feelings about a movie than you have negative feelings, I think that, that that's a good thing. It means you liked the, if you liked more than you disliked in the movie, then I think that that movie is a success. And if you're a fan of all these comic book movies we've gotten over the last several years, I think that you'll walk out of this one feeling the same. It doesn't really do anything super different or original than some of these other comic book films that we've seen. Uh, it it kind of fits into j- to just that um, cliche niche in superhero films that, we, that we've had. But still, it's a lot of fun and it was a blast. Like I said, Justice League is nowhere near a perfect film, but I think that the good far outweighed the bad, and it got me excited to see what else we can get from this universe. The next DC film is scheduled for December of 2018, which is insane that there's that much of a gap. Um, But the next one is Aquaman, who was portrayed awesomely by Jason Momoa, and I can't wait to see what we get from him and and from uh, the, the films beyond in the DC universe. I'm going to give Justice League a B. You should definitely get out and see this movie. It's family friendly, so if you take kids to Marvel movies, I think they can go and see this one and really enjoy it. And also, the film has been a complete bomb at the box office, which which is just insane to me how bad it's tanking right now. It was originally projected to make around 125 million in its opening weekend domestically, and it's only going to make about 95-96 mil, which is just a disaster for Warner Bros. So uh, I implore you, go see the film so that this universe doesn't completely reboot and try and move on because of the financial disaster that it's been. Go see the film. I think that it's worth it. There's a lot more to like than there is to dislike. And uh, it's a good film for you to just kind of shut your brain off and enjoy what's happening on screen. So that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you again for listening to another one of my review apps. If you enjoy the pod, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. That helps me out a ton. And be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter. The podcast handle is at, or the Twitter handle rather is at Barabbas podcast. I have an episode that I'm currently writing on horror movies and Christianity and the connection between those two worlds. And I'm really excited to share with you all. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And until then, guys, thank you for listening, and I will catch you next time.